0: hi minimal moves so i realized that talking about gift giving and receiving a two-in-one podcast might be a bit too much so i'm splitting this up so now i'm going to talk to you about how to gift receive as a minimalist um also i just wanted to quickly check in i hope the holiday season's kind of just like broadly speaking no matter where in the world you are i feel like you know end of november leading into december we're reaching that part where it's it's getting a little rocky or getting a little happy um maybe rocky in various f- directions i guess um and i hope that the holiday season is treating you well treating your loved ones well and if it's a time where you're called to have patience with the people you love and trust the most um I hope you're able to muster that as well whatever you need. Um so just sending good wishes. I I don't really know. This is not I mean, I guess in the sense this is part of like the minimalist mindset because the whole point of minimalism is to be able to focus on things that matter to you and direct your energy in directions that are important. Um so I just said important in a very strangely articulate way. Um but that aside. So I hope that whatever this holiday season is bringing is able to kind of push you along or bring you along in your minimalist uh, forays. I like that word a lot. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, though. I hope I am. Um, But yeah, okay. So with that, I wanted to talk a little bit about, right, gift receiving as a minimalist. And I have this one primary thing that I really wanted to talk about in this direction is, and it is to give out your wish list. I know, I know this sounds like kind of self-centered, like you think people are going to gift, but like if you're buying gifts, kind of the basic idea, at least in the universes that I've revolved around, is that they're the person who's receiving your gift is probably going to give you a gift too. Not that that's something that, you know, you should be like, oh, like, you should, you have to give me a gift or else, and especially if that person is of a different socioeconomic status, or maybe you're the one who's of a, you know, a trickier financial situation, whatever it is, I don't think that it should be required at all, obviously, and whatever works for you and that person's relationship, then that goes, obviously, um, but I think that oftentimes, most gift-giving relationships are I was going to just say it tend to be and that was just too many, too many uh, uncertainties. But yeah, I think they're usually reciprocal um, or reciprocal in some way. Um, And so with that expectation in mind, I think it's perfectly realistic and also really like so much more sustainable and minimalist minded to just say like, hey, obviously you don't if you okay, the ideal situation is if you have like a huge group chat and like people within the group maybe extends exchanges gifts or um, does like a white elephant type situation um, then you know it's really easy but you can just say hey like this is not to say that you need to give a gift even if you're just like DMing someone and then say like this these are just the things that I have on my mind Um, because I'm trying to be a bit more minimalist um, and be conscious of the types of things I bring into my space um, I really appreciate it when people ask for my wish list because then I know that they're trying to get me things that I will be able to keep in my space long term. Something like that and packaging it in a way of intentionality and really communicating the reason why this is important to you. I'm sure that people will understand first of all and will try to get stuff off of your wish list or like something similar to it or at least it points them in the right direction. Um and I feel like that's helpful for both parties so doing this earlier on I think is a really good idea. Um I so I have a very extensive wish list um that I've been curating um over really over the year um and I know that that's something that a lot of minimalists do as well is they have like an ongoing wish list which is primarily from themselves where they'll have like the ty- different types of things that they want and they won't impulse buy things. I um over the summer I think I spent about four months like extensively researching this one product that was fairly expensive um I think I've talked about it it's my backpack um I mean it is kind of expensive so I feel a little bit hesitant to talk about it but I mean I really should so I will um but it's my Fjallraven backpack um it's known to be a fairly expensive very trendy um also ergonomically designed um backpack that's also, a little bit earth-conscious. I wouldn't say, like, full-blown sustainable, but some of their products are more sustainably-minded than others. And I really, really wanted this backpack. Um, obviously, the trendiness doesn't hurt. Um, I do really like their design in that sense, um, but I also have a really messed-up back, Um for my age um, and like messed up body structure and like my body is visibly very lopsided (laughs) Um, and like photographers really notice it I've realized um, who like do headshots um, and I just really don't like that um, because I'm really worried that like it'll cause a lot of issues when I'm like even like 40 or so so I try to um, be careful and like not screw up my bone structure too much and I've heard a lot of good things about this product, um, I researched it extensively um, for that very long time, watched a lot of YouTube videos having to do with it, and then finally landed on my purchase, um, I think in September, or I think it was August, actually. But I tell you this story because I just want to like give you a glimpse into a minimalist buying process now this is one extreme like please don't spend four months on a purchase unless you really want to and i really enjoyed the process but also it was a colossal waste of time too at the same time so um not to say that you need to do that but just general practice of like instead of impulse buying things like thinking about it for a little bit like putting it on your wish list so that it feels like you have it somewhere secure like that you'll remember but also that you're not instantly rushing into buying things. It's just good practice in general, I think. Um, for me, especially it's kind of like a happy list. I don't know, it's it's strange and it's definitely materialistically driven. And if you don't care about things, then like there's no need for this. But if you're like me, and if you care about things, clothes, like jewelry, skincare, even like I might have like a couple trips on no, I don't think I have trips on there, but point b or like experiences, like whatever it is that you want to spend your resources on, putting it on that wish list. It's great because then, when the holiday seasons roll around, you have a wide swath of things, of various categories and of various price ranges that people can, like, pick up for you if they want. Um, So, I really like this. Um, And I also know that... So, I have it on the wish list on, like, a little notes pad. Um, But I also know that, like, apps have this function or, like, websites have this function as well. So, I know that, like, Amazon has this function um, Elfster, which is, like, a Christmas, uh, Secret Snowflake Exchange, um, website, which, of course, like, of course, American Society has that, right? Um, <laughs> I, I love it, though, um, it's my, one of my favorite websites, probably, because it's so Christmas-spirity, because that's what it's all about, um, but, and I'm sure, well, I think you can do this on, like, Sephora, um, and it can also be public to the, like, Sephora community, I think, Um, I'm I'm not sure where else you can make, like, public lists, but I'm sure so many places will have this because it'll encourage consumer purchases there as well, so maybe you can also put it up, like, if there's a brand that everyone knows you like, then, uh, like, I have a friend who's really into Abercrombie, then maybe she can make a wish list on Abercrombie, and, like, people can go check it out because they'll know that she wants things from there. Um, or something like that, like, there are so many different ways you can adapt this wish list and make it even easier for your gift giver to just, like you know hit one button and order whatever it is from that list um that way you're getting it's it's like a win-win all over i think granted it does take out the surprise factor some but if you have an extensive wish list chances are you don't even remember like what exactly went on it um and like what color say what variation like you might not remember that even um so i think there can still be an element of surprise there's also the element of like who's getting you what i don't know um but i'll just talk about the pros which is that you're getting something that you already have identified as something that's useful to you so that's great um and also the gift giver doesn't need to like put in thought as to whether or not you like it because guess what like you've already determined that you will like it so that's a huge weight off their shoulders um just like make sure that you're providing different types of products and that the products are within the price range of your gift givers so like say if you have a list like if your closest friends are college students maybe don't list like $200 watch it, or i don't know how expensive i feel like watches are probably pricier but like don't expend re- like list very expensive things is what i'm trying to say um uh, make sure that there are things that are lower end or like If, if not, like, if it's not a company list, so if it's not, like, a list on Amazon or, like, AfroCompany, I don't know why I keep referring to them. Granted, they do have a lot of cute items, but, um, or, like, Madewell or whatever your brand of choice is. If it's not, like, that kind of a list and if you're just sending out, like, a list of items, which I think is probably the better idea, to be honest, because it allows for more flexibility, like, you can list a specific item or you can just say, like, I want a type of notebook or something, I'm sorry, that's kind of a, oh, I actually do have a notebook that I want, which is why I was thinking notebook, but um, it's like one of those bullet journal ones, like I've always wanted one because they're so pretty, but yeah, anyway, um, so you get to like determine to what degree of specificity you want to give, that way that gives also your audience a bit more agency, which gives more room for surprise and also flexibility financially as well. Um, But that just means also that there's a bit more wiggle room in terms of, like, maybe it's not exactly what you wanted. So tread with caution on that front, I suppose. Um, But you can also list, like, a great thing about the handmade wish list is that you can list, like, experiences as well. So you can say, like, oh, I want to maybe go on a walk with you or I want to, like, do this and that. Like, maybe... Uh, I, I don't know, like, whatever the experience might be, oh, you could say, like, I want to go to a Mets, that's a sports team, right, I think, Mets game, yeah, maybe, if you do sports, hope that's right, sorry if it's not, um, or, oh, I know Rangers is a, I think it's a baseball team, I think, um, (laughs) whatever that is, or you could say, I want Disney Plus for a year, or, Uh, I feel like Spotify is a good one, because I feel like, Loki, a lot of people would benefit a lot from having Spotify Premium, but don't have it, because that three bucks is too much. I don't know. Um, I, I feel like some subscriptions can be really nice, especially if you're, like, in a super close relationship and are able to continuously support that, um, subscription. I've gotten, like, magazine subscriptions when I was little, I remember, which... I didn't really, like, appreciate as much at the time, but I think that's also a great sustainable option as well if it's something that you know that person's going to subscribe anyway. I know a lot of people for, like, graduation, like, get their kids, like, a Wall Street Journal or a New York Times subscription. Um, So those are some options. You can, like... So the great thing about this, like, flexible wish list is that you can list anything and it doesn't need to be a product available on the platform. You can also carry them forward between like types of I mean you don't need to like categorize them by company and whatnot so that takes off a little bit of burden from you. Um and you can also go like treat yourself from time to time. I don't know. I mean I I realize this is not strictly minimalist but I also want to make sure being a minimalist is sustainable for people and that it's not this like extreme thing that is inaccessible because you just can't go cold turkey not buy anything ever again. You know that's not what it's about so if you do want to treat yourself to like aforementioned I-, I can't pronounce the name of the really fancy brand notebook but like oh Amanda Richley, who's a doodler. um as you can tell the stationary fanatic side of me is coming through this podcast as well but Amanda Richley does um, bullet journaling and she has like these bullet journals that I could never justify buying for myself but if someone else wanted to pick that up then like I'd really enjoy that but like there, also, if I have a moment of treat myself type of a thing, I might be like, oh, I remember that I really wanted this bullet journal, but let me go see if I can find a more affordable alternative and, like, go pick one up for myself, but either way, that's a far more thoughtful process than just being like, oh, I want this one product. I don't know, so I'm a strong advocate for that OneNote or whatever, like, note management system you use, like, cross-platform pla- or, like, not um, company-specific wishlist system, realize i just spent like 10 minutes talking about a wish list but i'm a huge proponent of this because i think it's such a such a like a reliable like easy easily implemented fun and also sustainable alternative to just your conventional gift giving Uh, but i do have to talk about um secret snowflakes or secret santa's or white elephants depending on like where you're from or i don't know what the terms differ by oh well i do know so secret santa is the denominational one secret snowflake is the non-denominational version of it but basically, the idea is that you have a group of people who give, give to each other, but it doesn't make sense for everyone to give, give to everyone because that's a lot of, you know, effort and work and money and everything. So, you draw another person's name from the hat and then you give, give for that person. I've done this with, like, a variety of groups. I think I've done this with, like, a really large group where, like, people hardly knew each other, um... Well, like, not hardly, but, like, some people didn't really know. Some other people, you know what I mean? It's, like, a large club. Um, I've also done this with friend groups, so, like, a lot of the people within the group knew each other pretty well or, like, their preferences, um... So I've done, like, these types of things a lot, obviously, because I love the holidays in general. Um, But I will say that this is a great sustainable alternative as well, to a certain degree. Actually, in a lot of ways. Um, You just need to put in a little bit of effort for it to be, like, pretty sustainable. Um, But basically, so you draw one person, and I think... um, So if you know that person well, great. Like, you know what they want, probably. If you don't know that person well, then again the wish list option is always great so on uh, like elfster which is a platform where you can do secret snowflakes secret santas um the platform allows you to list the types of items that you want so i i think i have up there it's list is very outdated but it's kind of like i think i have like nail polish and a milk frother still want the milk frother but not so much the mail, nail polish um and like a purse or something um I think I have command strips up there because I do have this ongoing need of command strips all the time. Um, and yeah, just like a variety of things um, and you can just like put up and that's cross platform. So I think you can list things from like Nordstrom, Amazon, and like a bunch of other websites as well. So that's pretty convenient, especially if the person who has you like as in who is going to give, give to you doesn't really know you or like know your preferences. I find that that's just super helpful one of the years when i i had the three secrets uh snowflake exchanges because i love that kind of thing um in like three separate groups and then um i think out of two of the groups i got books so i just kind of took down my book options just cuz i i realized that i got two of the same books um and that was really awkward you're supposed to mark on the if you do use elfster which i'll link in the description box if i can remember um Or if you know me, please DM me and remind me, so, and I'm happy to include it later. But, um, so yeah, Elster is a great platform, because then, if you're a, like, a gift giver, you can mark that gift as, I think, already purchased, I'm pretty sure. And that way, if that person's participating in several secret snowflake exchanges, then they don't, they don't need to know, um, because they don't, like, I mean... I wouldn't really notice if something disappeared from my wishlist, I would just be, I would just, like, not notice at all, um, and then, but you can also signal to other people who are gift-giving to be, like, I already got, bought that, like, don't buy the same thing, um, so, kind of wish my gift-givers did that, uh, none of them are going to be listening to this, I think it's fine, but, I mean, they were both very nice to give me things that I actually wanted, and I really appreciate that, they actually, like, looked at my wishlist, um, so, that was really nice of them, um, but, yeah, so all of this is to say is obviously also I'm not sponsored by Elfster in case that wasn't clear. Um, I have by no means any presence like that, but um, I wish I were. Uh, I do really like their platform. Um, And White Elephant, I believe, if I understand the classification uh, correctly, is this thing where you do a similar kind of gift exchange, but you don't know who you're giving to. I'm not a huge fan of white elephant just because like there's a lot of like strange amount of drama surrounding it like i've only done it like i think twice but it was just kind of uncomfortable um that like some people were really happy and some people were really upset i think also part of white elephant is like you put in like kind of also kind of like the stupid gifts type thing so like some i think someone in one white elephant i participated in got um like swedish fish and then I got this like really nice tray and then someone else got this like really nice mug or something like that. I don't know. It just felt like a imbalance. I mean, maybe if you like sweetest fish, that works for you, but it wouldn't work for me. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I'm also not a fan because obviously you can't designate who it's going to. So you don't know if the recipient likes it. I know white elephants, I think sometimes they do it where like, yeah, you get it, but then you can swap around if you want, which I think makes a lot of sense. Um, so maybe like an adapted version white elephant where you like can 100% swap it around or you can put it back in the pool if you don't like it and someone else can take it or I don't know I feel like there are good ways of probably managing it Um, I'm just not a huge fan of the idea of like just giving whatever because whatever that just doesn't seem like a sustainable or minimalist mindset but um, yeah that's also though much better than giving like a whatever gift to like 10 of those people like it's much better to do that to just one person you know it's kind of a pessimistic way of looking at it, I suppose. But I mean, if you like white elephants, go for it. I mean, it's definitely good that you're only giving one gift versus like ten, because chances are, you even if you are trying to give personalized gifts, you might kind of like that person may not be exactly where you think they are, and it may not be the exact gift that they want, and that could go to waste. So, so I feel like still minimalizing is, or minimizing rather, is always a good move. Um, in that sense, um, but, I don't know, I also, I, I really like giving personalized gifts, um, it's my favorite, one of my favorite pastimes, very expensive one, uh, definitely my, a source of my downfall, but, yeah, um, I, I find that really fun, so, just to say, um, this is just to also illustrate how, like, whatever you're being recommended, it's to each their own, Um, so I'm trying to recommend also things that I'm not a, like, a huge fan of while also making that clear as well, like, what my intents are. Um, so with that, I'll kind of close the gift receiving as a minimalist, these, like, various options you can implement, um, and with a primary emphasis on making a wish list, um, but also, like, if you do receive a gift that maybe is not super, super minimal, like, that's okay too. Like, A, it's okay that that's a choice that they made, because they probably didn't really know that you're trying to be minimalist, or maybe they did, but they don't quite get, like, what that means, that's totally okay, um, and if they do, like, get you something that's, like, fitting within your minimalist scheme, whether it's, like, something that's sustainable, or it's, um, something that you've asked for, or something that's on your list, like, fantastic, and, like, make sure you're giving them a huge virtual hug, I guess, right now, um, and a huge thank you. Um, I know that that's what I will be doing as well. Um, I, in terms of my own holiday gift process, a lot of them I've already, like, settled as in like I get way 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 too excited so I have my eyes open and ears open on like what they want and what their lifestyle like what the people I've been gift giving to's lifestyles are and like I've also done like a couple more like lettery oriented um sentimental item gifts that I've talked about already on this podcast I won't repeat but um yeah so I'm pretty excited um I have like Wrapping paper that I've had for years and years that I never get to because I have all these other wrapping like schemes that I've also talked about. Um, so I'm gonna be using those probably. Um, and yeah, and it's I, I think it's a very fun wrapping paper. Um, and I have my fun paper bags that I've also like saved for years, um, that I think are also pretty gifty as well. Um, so that's where I'm at, at my, with my gifts. Um, I do okay closing in closing i just want to speak to like the sustainability dimension of gifting in general just like in general no matter what you're gifting is that yes like shipping long distance is bad for the environment getting gifts generally is bad for the environment because usually a lot of the things are like wrapped like if especially if you're getting those gifts shipped somewhere whether it's to you or to your recipient there's usually a lot of wrapping involved and that's usually pretty unsustainable even if it's paper even if it's recyclable things, well, actually, recyclable things are really problematic, and I urge you to, like, look that up, because I'm not, I'm no expert, I mean, I'm no expert in anything, obviously, but, um, yeah, anyway, but, but, um, A, making those little changes, either, like, going for a more sustainable brand, or, like, sustainable packaging is always so good, and it's, like, such a great step you're taking, um, and I want you to know that, um, and also, this is not to say you shouldn't the long distance. I know, like, I'm doing that this winter for, for, like, people's safety, for my safety, for, yeah, like, safety in terms of COVID. Um, and I'm just not able to go to places where my loved ones are, um, especially this year. So I have no other choice in um, making sure that I'm sending them my love and um, making sure that they know that I'm thinking about them this holiday season. So like, like, this is all to say it's a work in progress for me. And I don't ask any or I don't intend to ask anyone to just like, you know, turn sustainable and gift giving as well overnight. And that's not really, especially this year, I feel like that's almost not really what's most important. I mean, it's a little bit tricky, because the earth is always something that we should protect. And There is no, like, obviously this is also a such as like a quote, like first world problem unquote, kind of a situation where like, obviously gifting is like a plus alpha, like extra thing. Um, But it's something I'm trying to figure out how I can best sort of navigate this. And gifting is such an integral part of my, like almost my identity, really. Um, So I'm kind of trying to think through that as well. But um, if this is something that you're not really certain about, I'm right there with you. And yeah, I I hope that this podcast episode inspires you to kind of start thinking a little bit in like a reflective way, not in like a, oh no, everything that I'm doing is wrong kind of a way, you know, because what you're doing is probably great. And if you're here and you're thoughtful enough to start thinking about either minimalism or gift giving or being in the earth protecting spirit um this holiday season then you're already doing so so great um wait sorry that's so so well um i, I mm, yeah grammar but yeah so thank you so much for taking the time to stop by and listening to this yet again longer than expected podcast i really appreciate your thoughtfulness and kindness this holiday season um take care and stay safe um see you later minimal moves